0: Please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing. The Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest. good morning. Thanks for joining us. I have been waiting for so long to find the right spokesperson to talk about vaping, to talk about e-cigarettes, to talk about popcorn lung, to talk about respiratory disease. And guess where I found them? Public Health Tobacco Control Program Supervisor for Mecklenburg County. It's spokesperson Kim Bea. Hi, good morning and thank you for having me. I like your last name, Bea. 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 Okay, so Kim Bea is the Public Health Tobacco Control Program Supervisor at Mecklenburg County. Yes. And I am so grateful that Rebecca shared you. I'm grateful for Tanisha for sharing that you guys have all these experts. Well, thank you for inviting me. So with school back in session, unfortunately, so is the use of e-cigarettes among youth. Uh, Middle school schoolers are vaping. One of the great public health successes
1: of all time is that regular smoking, smoking of cigarettes, cigars has gone down tremendously to a historic low. There are only about 8% of our North Carolina high schoolers who are smoking. And that is a huge success because tobacco remains the number one preventable cause of death and disease in our society. That's the great news. Smoking rates are down. The concerning news, the bad news, is that the use of other tobacco products, such as e-cigarettes and vaping, continues to rise. In fact, about 20% of our youth are regular vapers. And then when you break that down by age group, our, our 12th graders, as many as 30-40% as to could be vaping. And so that is very concerning because, as we say to the youth, these products are not safe. Safer... Does not mean safe.
0: And you brought a lot of tools with you. Yes. Um, <laughs> this morning, Kim brought in a tox spot. Oh. You mentioned the jewel to me and I said, huh, is that J-E-W-E-L? No, it's J-U-U-L. Well, with the Jewel
1: which now has 75% of the e eSig market just in since 2015, they've taken that much of the market share of the e-cig market. Jewel looks like a flash drive. And so for youth, it's something that's easy to hide. And the other thing is it it has that cool factor because it, it's electronic, it's sleek, it's some you can even buy jewel skins you can decorate and personalize your jewels so this is a device that has a lithium battery in it that uh, when you take a draw on it like drawing on a cigarette when you draw on it it activates the battery heats liquid in the pod and then you smoke the aerosol and that comes in flavors right it comes in candy and fruity flavors creme brulee cucumber mint fruit medley what do you think about when when you think of those flavors you think that that's attractive to youth and it is that's what our surveys have shown that one of the reasons why youth are attracted to these is because of the fruity candy flavors and that's a concern when you look at the marketing it's very youth friendly it looks like it was being marketed to youth they may not be now but in the
0: beginning they were the Juul was around, started in what, 2015? 2015. Who was it Device created, designed there, by? There
1: were two Stanford University gentlemen who were tech guys, and they started this cool tech device out in California, and um, that was just 2015, and now it has just grown in leaps and bounds. And And one of the big concerns is that the type of nicotine, they had a proprietary formula that's called salt-based nicotine versus free based nicotine, and it is made chemically such that you take less of a hit. It's less of a harsh hit. And so because of that, a young person who may not have been a smoker can take a hit and it won't burn the throat. And they're able to put a higher level of nicotine in it, which is nicotine, of course, is a highly addictive drug.
0: And there's not just nicotine in it. There are other chemicals. So would you say there's what, a thousand more chemicals You know, a cigarette and a cigar has 7,000 chemicals. I can't believe that.
1: 7,000 chemicals that you're putting into your body when you smoke a traditional combustible cigarette, any kind of tobacco that you light. With these, with all the vapes, either the the Juul or the other electronic cigarettes or vapes, they're not 7,000 chemicals, but there are chemicals, there are metals, carcinogens, Toxins, And um, we're also finding that some of the, the solvent or the oils that are in them, we're not even sure what the impact is on the lungs. And we're finding that that could be a big concern. In addition to the flavors, flavors were not meant... To heat and inhale deep into delicate lung tissue, you know, blueberry and lemon and cherry and cinnamon and mint and unicorn puke and all these skittles, all these crazy flavors. There are 3,000 plus flavors that a lot of these e-cigs can come in, the e-juice. Your gut is made to break down food and flavors. Your lungs are very delicate. Your lungs are not made to inhale these flavors deep into lung tissue. And that is being connected to respiratory disease.
0: I know we're talking about the jewel this morning, but blue, I've seen that in... Your drugstores. Where was that created? Blue started in Charlotte
1: and then was bought by one of the bigger tobacco companies. And Blue has switched its design to use the pod that mimics Juul. That's the craze is selling e-cigs that use pods that work like Juul.
0: If a parent came downstairs and saw that Juul sitting by the mm-hmm. computer, Mm-hmm. They would think it's a jump drive. Right.
1: Looks like a flash drive. Educators, parents, folks who are working with youth may not realize that these flash drives are actually tobacco products with an addictive drug in it.
0: Mm, So we're all chasing the dopamine, are we not? Yes, we are. Everybody wants to
1: feel good, right? (laughs) Right. at whatever cost. Everybody wants to feel good. Unfortunately, this nicotine, which impacts the reward system in the brain, when you take a hit, it travels to the brain within eight seconds. The reward system releases dopamine. After a while, if you keep artificially increasing the dopamine in your brain, your brain does not naturally do it at the levels that it needs to. So you need the product to feel good. And that's very concerning if you are 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and that's happening. And what you are essentially doing, you are priming the brain for addiction. And that is a concern.
0: So we're talking about e-cigarettes, vaping. What is your choice of device? Now, I'm looking at a device on the desk that you brought, the big red one. I've seen that. It's huge. Right. It is. It's a tank. It's a tank. A tank system. So I've had friends I've seen do that and it's like, the big cloud. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, oh, that's safe you know, with a small question mark, the respiratory diseases that are coming from this, you know, what are the what are the long-term effects? So I heard of popcorn lung. Have you heard mm-hmm. of popcorn lung?
1: Yes. Okay. And popcorn lung is actually a nickname given to a condition called bronchiolitis obliterans. That's the official bronchiolitis obliterans. And what it is is, you know, your lungs are made of branches and the, the tiny little branches at the end, the bronchioli, They're also air sacs, and with popcorn lung, it is what they found was that some workers working in actually a popcorn factory that used a chemical called dicetyl. That dicetyl was used for flavoring. That is a common ingredient in some of the e-cigs. So what they found in this popcorn factory, the workers were all getting this serious bronchiolitis respiratory disease and they actually traced it to the chemical that was being used in the popcorn and that's why it got the nickname popcorn lung and so this same chemical is in not not all of them but a lot of the e-cigarette products do contain that that chemical
0: among other things that they're finding may be connected to respiratory disease Everybody wants their kids to do the right thing, but what Mm -hmm. is the right thing? You would think that this e-cigarette was the right thing. I'm not going to smoke cigarettes like my uncle or my mom or Mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this and be healthier. Mm -hmm. You're under the assumption. I had a woman on a couple of years ago who used to make her own vape juice, and she told the insurance company that she's a smoker, but she has little to no nicotine in it, and then they lowered her rates. Mm -hmm. Wow. So many questions mm-hmm. out there. How long have you been doing this? I never knew you, <laughs> your title
1: existed. Well, uh, Mecklenburg County Public Health has been involved in tobacco prevention and control for years. And, and of course, the, the work prior was trying to reduce smoking rates, which we've made a lot of progress in the country on. And so but in the past five years, it's been a lot around vaping. That's become the challenge.
0: And if parents want to follow, you can do that on Facebook. You know how we like Facebook. It's Tobacco Free Mech. That is a local
1: tobacco control coalition that we are a member of, and we help with the scientific information and the news and so forth. And so we are on Facebook and Twitter, Tobacco Free Mech. So if you would like to follow Tobacco Free Mech to find out about the latest news on a lot of these products and just trends and resources and issues around tobacco
0: prevention and control, please follow tobacco-free mech. And we have to remind folks that, you know, the brain develops, doesn't really develop fully until you're age 25. So if you've been smoking at 16, 17, Mm. 18 years old, guess what? You're not fully developed from the neck up. Right. And you are actually changing the way your brain is
1: wired. You're creating receptors in your brain that want to be filled with nicotine. We talk about it like it's a, a lock with a key. And those once you put the key in it, it activates those receptors. And they want to keep having keys in them. And so the other thing that we have found, that the public health data shows that if you start using nicotine at a young age, you are at higher risk for going on to also becoming a smoker, four to six times more likely to become a smoker. And that's it. Or potentially other drugs, because, again, you're changing the way your reward system works.
0: Now that we've collected all this evidence, this information, can we sue these folks that made these these chemicals that we're ingesting, but we bought it? It's legal drug on the market. Right. Well
1: actually our state attorney general in North Carolina Josh Stein he was the first one who has actually sued Juul because of potentially marketing to youth and and concern about the high levels of nicotine and and there are a, there's been a lot of information in the news of the past few weeks and the, the past few months about FDA action and and a lot of medical and public health as well as state attorney generals who are very concerned about some of the legal issues around around these products. But they are not fully regulated. The FDA has somewhat regulated them. They are not fully regulated. And so a take-home message is when you use these products, you really don't know what you're putting into your body. We don't have the 20-year longitudinal long-term studies that we need for hard science, but we have enough research to know that we're very concerned about links to heart disease and respiratory disease. and.
0: Just the addiction is the immediate concern. Let me start off by saying years ago, I knew of, I had this girlfriend. She had a baby and before she was pregnant, she smoked. And maybe while she was pregnant, she might have smoked. And then when the the baby was born, when she was like two years old, she would go around and lick ashtrays. So here is where I'm going with this. If a toddler sees mom or dad or whomever, Mm. sister, brother, Mm. taking a vape, taking a a puff, Mm. you know how they like to mimic. Yes, that's what they do. I'm wondering if that's ever happened. A two-year-old picked up one of those that was laying on the coffee table or accessible to their height Mm -hmm. and puffed on it. One of the concerns is with the ones that require e
1: juice that you add. If you would drink this, for Ooh. instance, blueberry flavored e juice, someone's calling 911. You're calling poison control. And in fact, in North Carolina back in um, 2014, our General Assembly required that these bottles have child-proof packaging on it. But again, that, you know, if folks are not being diligent in their homes, you know, if, if the top's left off or, or the device itself, is if a child picks it up, then there is the potential of nicotine poisoning, nicotine toxicity.
0: So the bottle that you're holding up right now, how many ounces is that? So this is the e-juice that we're talking about this morning with our spokesperson, Kay Bea. So that looks like about two ounces of juice. About two ounces of juice. And if you swallowed, if we swallowed all this right now, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be going home mm-hmm. tonight.
1: And again, the, these vary with the the amount of nicotine. This one happens to be a fifteen milliliters. Well, it's one point eight percent, fifteen milliliters of of nicotine. And nicotine is a is a poisonous substance. If you were able to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes at the same time, you would get nicotine. But that doesn't happen because that's not how you use cigarettes. But if you swallowed a whole bottle of contents of, of this e-juice, then your your body's going to have nicotine poisoning.
0: So nicotine in e-cigarettes is definitely poison. Some of the side effects, nausea, seizures, vomiting, death, if you do it in high doses. At those toxic
1: levels, right.
0: And respiratory depression. Okay, so say for instance, if you're 18 years old and you've been vaping for a couple of years, you know, what's your lungs going to look like that we don't. Know we what we don't really like. know,
1: and that's that's part of the the take home message too. We don't really know. There's actually an investigation going on um, nationwide right now. The CDC is involved in an epidemiological investigation about there have been 450 cases of severe respiratory disease requiring hospitalization in young people, and they're trying to find out what the common denominator is. What they know is that all of those individuals used e-cigarette or vaping devices, and so we really don't know. And that's that's scary.
0: You know, we need to do a part two of this show because I'm learning so much. You have so much information. So will you come out and speak to our civic group or Girl Scouts? We can. We
1: can. We can't be everywhere all the time. Our our small team, but we love the opportunity to educate. And so feel free to call Mecklenburg County Public Health. You can also go to Meck Health, our website, and put in a request. Sometimes have to strategically pick where we, where we go. Right. Um, and we love to do what we call train the trainers, where we train other folks to carry the message. And that way we can scale up what we do in this community of a million people.
0: Okay. We're talking about e-cigarettes, vaping, all that vape juice. With our spokesperson this morning, Kim Beha, and uh, she's our Public Health Tobacco Control Program Supervisor. Kudos to you and the team. Thank you. Yeah, get on right now, social media, all of it. It's Tobacco Free Mech. Tobacco Free Mech. Thank you, Kim. You are
1: welcome. It has been a pleasure talking to you today about this important health issue. You're listening to the Francine
0: Marie Show. We're popping out for a quick cup of tea, but we'll be right back. This is my jam and jelly, y'all, on the Francine Marie Show. Spread that show out, girl. Spread it out. Sweet strawberry icing.